Lika sunta kabrahatus kili vransa le bradus sahade. Kaparozosa frasadika bransa. Bless us this evening as we share the word of God. The word that builds us, the word that strengthens us, the word of God that guides us. The scripture declares that thy word is a lamp unto our feet. Let that word, O oh God, shine the light upon the path of our lives that we may see clearly and walk accurately. Thank you, Father, for the spirit of truth. We acknowledge him as he guides us and leads us into all truth. And it is that truth that makes us free. We thank you, dear God, that you have not left us orphanos, but you have given us the help we require to live out our lives in honor and in glory of you. Holy Spirit, strengthen us. Strengthen us as we walk through the path of life and imbue us with boldness to charge ahead, to face and conquer and advance that God may be glorified. Oh, we thank you, dear God. Sharados akira da badai. Likonta parazos akira da kabalishada. Even this evening, Lord, as we share the word of God, let the word be ministered with power and let the ministry of the Spirit of God be carried forth effectively in the lives of your people and let it, O oh God, produce power, power to cause changes. We give you thanks, O oh God. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Ah, thank you, Father. Ooh. Hallelujah. Good evening. I trust you well. And I'm having a good week. We thank God for another opportunity to share in the Word of God. The Scriptures inform us that the Word of God is a light A light that shines in darkness. And the Bible says, And the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness does not comprehend the light that shines in its mist. So is the power that the Word of God produces in our lives when we embrace it, when we have it as the center or the central force of our lives. There is no darkness in our lives that can comprehend 
that can lay a hold of us when we fill our lives with the Word of God. The reason for creation, and this is something I think would take several more years to to sink into our spirits, especially as a foundational revelation in the body of Christ that the reason for creation is the Word of God. There can be no creation without the Word, the Word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And it is that Word to which the ministry and ministry gifts of Christ has been commissioned to preach. Because he said he brought life and immortality through the gospel. The vehicle through which life and the potentials, the purposes of God are delivered is through that word. So the teaching, the preaching of the word of God is God's vehicle of transmission, transmission of truth, transmission of life, transmission of power that causes changes. So that a man must come to the point in their lives where they realize that it is the word of God they need. Jesus, in his ministry, exposed us to our need and the depravity that we had of his word. Because when when Jesus showed up, the word took care of the problems of man. Was it a sickness? Was it an oppression by a devil? Was it a need? Was it a blessing? The word of God met every need. Every need. that was placed as a demand on Jesus, the word met. Think about that for a moment. That there was nothing that was brought before Jesus that the word could not meet, could not deal with. Everything, everything. And the scripture tells us there was, there is nothing hid from whom we have to do with. There's nothing hid. Which means there's nothing about you, about your life, that is a difficult case for the word. The question is, have you brought your needs, your concerns, your troubles to the word? Have you brought them before the word? Because the scriptures 
revealed to us that everything in creation is under the auspices, the authority of the Word of God. And the darkness comprehended it not. The darkness comprehended it not. Which means with the word in your life, the darkness is no issue, is no factor. So that's why we, we gather to share. The Bible says, and the Lord had names written down of those who gather to meditate upon the name of the Lord. Says their names were written in the book of remembrance. Because something happens, and this is what many people, many of God's people don't realize. Something happens to us when we come together under the banner of Jesus and receive the ministry of the Word, the ministry of the Spirit. The scripture says, is not my word a fire? Is not my word a hammer? So the continuous preaching and teaching of God's Word not only destroys strongholds, especially if it is received and meditated upon, but it elevates your life, mindset, consciousness. The power of the word. We should never underestimate it. The word of God is more powerful than the men that are assigned to preach it. The word of God is far more greater, far more powerful, far more important than the vessels that transmit it. Which means one should always ask themselves because without the word, you of all men are miserable because you have no light. The word is the light. There is no other light in the realm of man that necessitates a life that brings forth glory beauty, strength, wisdom, understanding than the Word of God. The Bible calls it the true light. The true light. So one needs only to ask themselves, by what light are they navigating through their lives? By what light? Is it the true light because for there to be a true light, there must be false lights. And anything that is not the word of God is not the true light. Think about this. The word for one's life transformation, life Upgrading, promotion, healing, progress, prosperity. The word that has the power to transform one's life is available freely. God has made this resource, this 
all-powerful resource, this all-powerful light available freely. Yet man in their billions still grope in the dark. Man in their billions still chase shadows. And you ask yourself, what could be the cause? What could be the reason? The Bible says that he that forsakes the word shall come to ruin. And the problem is that we associate the word with its stewards. And that should not be the case. Because the word of God is a different entity than its steward. So we, we do not become committed to the word of God because of this or that. But think about it. If you were told right now with, with, with a contract in hand that if you do several things right now, if you do them right now and accomplish those things, you'll get a billion. You will drop almost everything in your life, right? To ensure that you meet the criteria requirements for you to get that billion. But here's the thing. The word of God offers you more than that. The word of God offers you immeasurable riches and your requirement, the payment that you must issue is that you must learn to give attention to the word, to attend. She says, my son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears unto my sayings. Attend. How many of us can truly say we attend to the word? How many of us can say we truly incline our ears to his sayings? For their life to them that find them, their life, my words. You'll pay thousands and thousands of rents just to attend university, just to attend a cause. You heard that so and so is coming. Uh, I need to attend this meeting, I need to attend this conference, I need to attend this seminar. You'll pay thousands. Without even giving it a second's thought. But for the things that truly matter, how many of us can truly say, I attend to the word of God? I attend to the word of God. Because that is where life comes from. That is where glory, beauty comes from. from attendance to the word. Hallelujah. Praise God. The scripture tells us that darkness shall cover the earth and deep darkness, gross darkness. That means the darkness that shall be upon the people will be greater than the darkness that is actually on the earth. And the light is available, which means it will be a generation that does not seek the word of the Lord. Why, why is there so much Cross darkness on the people, the people 
Because the word of God is not in them. The word of God is not with them. This is the greatest power there is. If, if you ever wanted to know how to change your life, totally revolutionize it, says the entrance of thy word giveth light. Attending to the word. Yes, like you're doing now. But imagine if you did it consistently over 10 years, every single day. Every single day. Whether corporately or Privately, you did it. What? How would your life be? Because the 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 main goal in transformation is a mental renewal, a mindset altercation. I mean, not an altercation, a mindset alteration. So, to be transformed, the mind must be renewed. In other words, your life will not change until the settings in your mind are configured. It's as simple as that. So, God gives us his word to shatter limiting beliefs and all mindsets and to install in us the mindset of God. Ask yourself why you are not making the progress that you wanted to make or that you want to make. Why not living the life you want to live? The issue is not in the availability of that life. No. The problem is in the setting, the configuration of your mind. One of the things David said, he said, he, 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 he restoreth my soul. Why would God need to restore your soul if it wasn't broken? If the soul was operating as it should. Because the thing to hand you your dreams is your soul. Is your mindset. Everything you want, can ever desire is available. But the mind, if is not harmonized to the tune of your heart, of the spirit, will be unyielding. Life will be unyielding. The Bible says, above all things, guard your heart, for out of it issues life. Out of it, out of your heart, life comes out of your heart. The boundaries of life, the limitations of life, they are set in the heart. And how else could we expect permanent transformations without giving due diligence? to attending to the word. Think about what God said to Joshua. Think, just think about what God said to Joshua. Moses was the greatest man Israel ever saw. The most powerful man. The Bible says Moses was a terror to nations. He was a terror to kings. This was a very powerful man. Moses, the leader of Israel, when he died, God, look at God. Think about the stature of Moses, the greatness of Moses. And when God meets Joshua, God says, 
God says, Moses, my servant is dead. Forget him. This is God. He's speaking concerning Moses as though he was just some other man. You could imagine what Joshua was thinking. He's hearing from God, the one who empowered Moses. He's telling Joshua, forget Moses. I am the source. And, and that is the problem with many people, many of us, because we, we become too fixated on the channel and not the source. We become too fixated on the man and not God. So God said, forget Moses. Focus. Moses, my servant, is dead. Then he said, arise. And then God said to him, this book of the law. So God took his attention away from Moses, away from man. And he said, this book. He, he, the last place God put Joshua's attention was the book. He, 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 he said, stop, stop looking at Moses. Stop focusing on Moses. Stop thinking about Moses. Think on this. Look on this. Your greatest testimonies in life will come from your own personal encounters with the Word of God. That is where the greatest testimonies in life are. Because you must remember one thing about God. God does not want to share his glory with man. So many times he reserves your life's greatest testimonies to your own seeking attendance to the world. Hallelujah. Praise God. We've been discussing a series that I, I believe is important and I hope that we can get deep into it Dominion. Turn to Genesis chapter 1, please. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 1, verse number 26. I believe is, is so important that we, we understand and we know fully the purpose of God for our lives. Not just in general, but intimately. Because I believe that is the greatest source of boldness and confidence because God's people are his symbol, are his signet. The world knows God through his people. The world knows his 
power through his people. His testimonies are his people. The works of power that he does in and through them. So you, you need to understand, you need to realize that God has a plan for you. And that the life that you may be living now may not be his plan for you because the scripture tells us that his plans are not plans of evil but good that are much more greater than we can envision. The reason why many people struggle, young and old, with self-image issues, self-esteem issues, self-confidence issues, stems from the fact that they have not apprehended who and what God has made them. Look at the entire ministry of Jesus. His confidence, his boldness, his courage to face life than the challenges of his time stemmed from one encounter stem from one place thou art my son in whom I am well pleased he could face the world because he knew he had the pleasure of his father he was confident that he had the backing of his father too many of us live in the shadows because we, we, we do not know whether or not God is back us or back of us, sorry. We do not believe that the Father is well pleased and Jesus had done no work. This was before Jesus ever did a single miracle preached a single message, healed a single person, God said, I'm well pleased. You are my son. And many of us today struggle with that so deeply. Spiritual identity. Never mind maternal or paternal identity. But we struggle with it and it affects our social lives. It affects our interaction with the world. And that's why I always keep referring you back to the word of God. Because most of the spiritual issues we face can be solved really by just and believing the word. So you look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and for me, th this is a scripture that has helped me so greatly in life. It has helped me believe that there is something great and greater for me and for my life and that I should continue to endeavor and aim at it. Irrespective of what my background is, of what my past may be. Because there are layers and dimensions of, I mean, progression of revelation as it relates to this truth that we are dealing with now in the subject of the dominion, right? And the reason why I always started at Genesis and not really with uh, the New Testament and Jesus is because 
I want you to see, I want you to realize the original mind that God had when he made man. And you are in that seed, you are in that man which, is, which he created. Because you must understand from Adam proceeded the entire species of mankind. So you are included in it. And this is God's mind. This is God's plan when he made you. This, this were his thinkings. These were God's original thought. And guess what? They never changed. They have never changed. And that's why I, I always keep referring you back to this scripture. Because if you can really understand this, the world is too small for you. You can enlarge your thinking. You can extend the horizon of your visualization. And you can destroy limiting thoughts that are part of your identity today. The strongholds that are part of your identity today that should not be. Because God had a plan in mind when he made and created you. And the entirety of that plan hangs on one word. If, if you wanted to know what was the main agenda, the main purpose for the creation of man, what God had in mind, it is in one word. One word. Dominion. Everything you can ever envision about God's purpose for creating man is in one word. Dominion. Everything is encapsulated in one word. Dominion. Man, you were created for dominion. Not to be oppressed. Not to be suppressed. You were created for dominion. What is it? What does it mean? Radar, dominion. It means to rule as king. To rule as king. To have, to possess dominion means you rule as king over a territory, over an environment, over a domain. Why is it that only 1% control 99% of the world's wealth? Why is there such marginalization? It's because those few, those 1% have understood the purpose. They've understood why they are in this world. They are in this world to express dominion. If man is made in the image of God, and you must know who God is. God is ruler. God is Adonai. He's not only creator. You must understand that 
God, the, the title of creator is greater than the title of Lord. Because you cannot be Lord over something that is not created. So the creator, God, is above every other dominion. Yet, yet, God is, is ruler, is king. So when he made man, he made man with the intentions of ruling over his domain, over his creation. Thou have given dominion over the works of thy hands. So the creator is greater than the ruler <coughs> because the ruler is in reality only a manager. Yet in reference or relative to the creation, the ruler is very important. So when God said, let us make man, and he said, let them have dominion, dominion. So if you ever wanted to know why God brought you to this earth, dominion. If you ever made a prayer, oh God, why, why am I born dominion? You were born for dominion. You were born to be a king. You were born to rule. Yes. You, do, do, do you know, do, do you understand that in life you cannot be really wealthy without ruling? If you do not exercise lordship over a product, a market, um, an industry, or society, do you realize you, can, you, you cannot be wealthy? Truly wealthy. Because to be truly wealthy means you must exercise and express some form of dominion. And do you realize until you are the best, not the best you can be, because you need to understand the best you can be is not always enough to be at the top. So at the top of the food chain is man, is you. And that is God's agenda, that you be above. Can we read something? Uh, let's read uh, Deuteronomy. Uh, chapter 28. Verse 13. You must be the best. Are you listening to me? You must be the best. Not your best, the best. That is God's, that is God's mandate for your life. Not to play second fiddle in life. No. Thou shalt prepare me a table. Thou shalt prepare me a table. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. You see, the issue, and this is why I keep hitting at the, the problem is religion. The problem, the problem to, to, to greatness 
to you functioning at, at your best is religion, is the stronghold of religion. Because it antagonizes the purpose of God. Religion wants you to be poor so that you can show humility. Yet that is not God's agenda. The Bible tells us, and Abraham was blessed in all things. In all things a man could be blessed with, Abraham had. And Abraham, the Bible says, was a friend of God. How could he be a friend of God and have so much? It is natural. That is the natural consequence of interaction with God. Is that you will assume by association levels of wealth and affluence. Look at Lot. The Bible says that Lot became so great that the land could not contain the wealth of both of them. Why? He was associated to Abraham. God never spoke to Lot. God never spoke to Lot. Yet Lot, by virtue of his association to Abraham, who was associated to God, became very wealthy, very powerful. Look at David. Look at the beginning of his life and look at what happened when God drawed near to him. To the point where he, he proclaimed in his prayer, he says, in, in thy hand it is to make great. You study man in the Bible, you realize that the man that God or the Bible uh, 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 gives us their biographies of, most of them were, great, were greater in their generation. You look at Isaac. He works great and became great until he was very great. That is the progression of the sons of God, of the people of God. So God, in his mind, concerning you, is that you must be greater than what you thought yourself to be. And you must be the great. Let's read Deuteronomy chapter 28 so that you can see this. Verse 13, And the Lord shall make thee the head. The word there is ros. It means the chief, the top man. <laughs> It means the top man. The Lord shall make thee the top. The top of the company. The chief. The principal. The first. The forefront. Do, do, do you see that? The Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. The stump. The tail end. And look today where the messes are. They are at the tail end. And God said, he shall make thee the head. And then he says, thou shalt be above only. He says, this shall be your testimony. This shall be your lot above only. Not above and below. Not going through cycles. Today you are above, the next year you are below. No, he says, above only and thou shalt not be beneath. And thou shalt not be beneath. Are you beneath today? Are you, are you living at the tail end? That is not where God wants you to be. Remember, 
It is not the miracle of the Red Sea. It is the stretching forth of the hand that produced it. In other words, man is involved in the achievements of God. So, the destiny of God is laid out before you. Your destiny is laid out before you. You have a hand to play. David must still kill those nations. Moses must still kill the kings of those cities. Caleb must still go in and possess the land. He must still slay the giants. David must still conquer Goliath. Yes! You have no opportunity. Listen, the giant is the opportunity for your ascension. That is your opportunity. The Goliath, listen, and God says these These things are right there in your life right now. Opportunities for ascension, opportunities for greatness. They are right there in your life right now. Only that they are disguised in, in unbecoming or unwanted uh, uh, <coughs> forms. The thing that is inconveniencing you, troubling you, hindering you, your obstacle, that is what God is going to use to lift you. From being the tail to being the head. Now, if he said that to Israel, those who are of the old covenant, what, how much more you and me? Sit down and think for a moment. How much more you and me who belong to a better covenant? Should it not be greater? Should not the standards be lifted? And they are. Because by so much more is Christ made the surety of a better hope. By so much more. Look, Jesus, he, he went to solitary place and prayed. He went to the mountain and prayed. Yet he still needed to go down and minister. Still needed to go down and do the work of healing. Still needed to go to the cross. His praying did not stop. His responsibility, his physical responsibilities. And that's what I meant when I said prayer... Don't treat prayer. Prayer is not a magic wand. Prayer is a resource. You understand? It's a resource. It's part of the arsenal God has given you in your journey of dominating. But you need to deploy all the resources that God has given you. Guess what? Companies in any market that are not the best, they don't take a large chunk in the profit margins of the market. It's those that are the best that, that control the market, that control the large percentage of the market. Nobody cares if you're not the best. How was David announced? David was not announced when he was killing, when he was killing his bear. I mean, when he was saving his sheep from a bear and a lion. He was not announced that nobody knew David. The man killed a lion with his bare hands. A man killed a bear with his bare hands. 
Yet nobody knew, knew him until he dealt with a person, a being that was a nuisance to his nation. That's when he was announced. Until he dealt with the thing that was troubling his nation, troubling his king, killed him confidently. With the same strength, by the same God and confidence by which he killed the lion and there was no difference. He solved Israel's problem. He solved Israel's problem. And they made songs about him that he killed in his tens of thousands and Saul in his thousands. You have been anointed by God to be great. You have been anointed by God to rule. Whatever space, whatever territory, God has set you in place. God. Yes. And the mentality he wants you to have is this. Thou shalt be above only. Which means you should not tolerate any other place than being above. If you are beneath right now, that place should become a place of dissatisfaction. Which means anything you go into, this is the mentality God wants you to have. I must be above only. I must be above only. I must be above only. The head and not the tail. So which means you don't go into a cause with the agenda of just passing. No. You want to conquer that thing. Dominate that thing. So that by the time you're through, everybody will ask, who is this person? Because that's when favor comes. Nobody's asking about you because you're not great. You're not committed to greatness. You're not committed to dominating. You're not committed to dominion. Be committed to dominion in your life. Be committed to dominion. Are you listening to me? Money flows to those who dominate. Favor flows to those who dominate. Somebody said the rich seems to be always lucky. While the poor never seems to get a break. Yep. Yep. Because the arena of favor is in dominion. Hallelujah. No one, the Bible says, the Bible says that the wealth of a rich man is his strong city. But the destruction of the poor is their poverty. The destruction of the poor is their Why do things keep getting worse is poverty. The destruction of the poor, what is destroying the poor is their poverty. You must remember, poverty is not only a lack of physical resourcefulness, but also spiritual and mental resourcefulness. 
which means destruction follows the poor because destruction is in poverty. Poverty is destructive. There is nothing. Poverty is destructive. That is the nature of poverty. And guess what? Poor people have very few friends. It's time to elevate child of God. It's time to look at yourself at the mirror of God's word and say enough is enough. I will arise. I will ascend to fulfill my destiny. Because your destiny is greater than how you are living. Your destiny is greater than where you are. You must have dominion. You. God said, let them have dominion. God didn't say, I will have dominion for them. Like every time you run into, a, into an issue, you go to God, oh, oh, God. No, have dominion. Jesus never asked God to heal anybody. Even though he said the works he does is by the Father in him, you never heard him ask God to heal anybody. He did it. If, if, if you think about how the fame of Jesus spread, his, his miracles, his healings marketed themselves. Hallelujah. You are meant for far greater things. Commit to dominion. It is the word of God for your life. Commit to greatness. If you don't, you will live your entire life unfulfilled because fulfillment is in dominion. Look at God. He gave Adam something, something physical. He made a garden for him and he said, manage it, tend it, keep it. He gave him something. What do you have? He gave him something to be proud of. To have a sense of fulfillment, a sense of responsibility. Hallelujah. May God give you what is your own. May God give you your own garden to manage. Don't fold your hands. Don't sit back and watch life happen. Make it happen. Learn to fight. Learn to war with wisdom, with hard work, with diligence, with excellency, with vision, and with mindset that fix mental attitude, a disposition of the mind, a proclivity to thinking in a certain way only. I'm the head. God said it, the head only. That is your thinking, the head only. The chief. Which means your goal is to be manager. Not a worker, manager, the head only. To be where decisions are made. Just the wise increase in learning. And by knowledge 
shall strength be increased. Hallelujah. I hope you're blessed. I hope you learned something. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your evening and um, your week ahead. See you guys Sunday. Good night.